Welcome to the Force of Habit podcast, a kick-ass space for the woman of color on her journey to becoming the most powerful version of herself. Here, we talk all things mindset, routine, and transformation. I'm your host, Chantel Taylor, nutritionist and transformation coach. Come hang out with me, girl. Grab your headphones. Blast me on your morning commute. This space is just for you. Here we grow. What's up, ladies? And welcome, welcome back to a brand new episode of Force of Habit. I hope your weekend was whatever you needed it to be and that you're feeling refreshed, energized, focused, and excited about the new week ahead of you. I am currently counting down the days until we're able to go get Dexter from Cali. So I'm hoping this week flies by because I'm so excited to see my boo-boo. I'm even more excited to wrap her up in all the wedding chaos that ensues the last couple of weeks because I know she is going to love it so much. She's going to eat it up. (laughs) But as we approach getting Bexley back, it also reminds me how important routine and structure is for her. Yes, but honey, mostly for me, this week I'm going to be really conscious of tightening up in my morning routine, my wake time, having a good prep and gym schedule that me and Otis will have to kind of rework a little bit now that she's home um, because it's so important to take care of us and pour into us because news flash mamas, you need to do that. You've got to, you've got to, you've got to take care of yourself so that you can show up better for your house and your children and your partners and your friends and your family. But also obviously because Bexley thrives in that in routine and structure and um, can be a part of a routine that kind of helps and nurtures her as well. Because again, when mama feels good, she's able to take care of the whole house. So I'm just being really conscious of that this week and making sure we're getting back into our flow because it completely changes (laughs) when Bex is here and um, she's still in virtual school the last couple of weeks. So yes, so important routine. Hello. But this week, I wanted to share 10 healthy habits that have completely changed my life because it got me thinking as we're kind of being a little more strict on making sure that we're in a good routine, I realized that these habits have shaped my routine over the years. And so I wanted to share some that have completely helped me transform my body and my mindset and my coaching style and my career and my relationships with you. And when I say that these habits have truly changed my life and my mindset and my relationship with my body and the gym and my energy, the whole shebang, I really, really mean it. These habits, of course, don't start off being or feeling amazing. I always like to remind my clients, so I'm going to remind you right now, new habits, new routines take time. They take time to adjust to, they take time to flow effortlessly in your schedule, and they definitely take discipline and a little effort and work. But the ultimate goal of any new habit is do it enough and it begins to feel second nature. It really and truly does. It becomes something that you don't think about. You don't have to put a bunch of extra energy around. You just kind of do it. Just like going to work or walking the dog or giving the kids bath on Tuesdays and Thursdays or whatever, it becomes a part of you. But again, that takes time. So keep that perspective when you're trying to implement new habits and new routines, especially if you hear anything today that you're like, ah, I think I should do that. I think I should try that. You've had your old habits much, much longer, and they need a little bit more convincing to bounce. (laughs) So stay at it. Okay, here we go. Healthy habit numero uno, prepping 
my food. Big shock here, but this habit will single-handedly, single-handedly save you from 50 dumb food options a week, seriously. And in the beginning, we can trick ourselves into thinking that we don't have time for prep or cooking, but I do not care how busy your schedule is. It's a horseshit excuse because prepping saves you time during the week. In my program, for example, I help my clients figure out their magic number. So for their life, their schedule, I help them decide how many times they can or are willing to commit to being in the kitchen during the week and how many meals they should be prepping to help them have a week that doesn't involve daily scrambling for meals. From med students working 90-hour weekly rotations, women working night shifts, two jobs, students who are also working full-time, there is a prep schedule for you. How do I know this? Because I've helped these exact women with these types of schedules find one that works so that they can set themselves up to hit their body goals, their energy goals, their daily routine goals. Prepping gives you time back during your week. And let's be super duper clear. Meal prep has gotten a bad rep over the years because it's not just salmon and chicken and broccoli and brown rice. You're literally just making meals, whatever the fuck you want to eat, a few days in advance or every other day or once a week or twice a week or three times a week, whatever feels good to you that you can have on hand ready to go. This saves you money. This saves you time. This saves you kitchen time, let's be clear. This saves you time trying to hunt down dinner or lunch each day. And it also helps with anxiety and overwhelm when you know exactly what you're going to eat when you wake up. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to get in my fitness pal and count. You don't have to obsess about if, is this healthy? Is this not? And then checking it up and going through the Chick-fil-A drive through on lunch. So action step, pick one day this week, just one. And make two meals in advance, just two. Prepare for the next day, just that next day. And then I want you to tell me how your day goes. You can find me on Instagram at Chantel Taylor. Snacks included, I want to hear about it. So action step, that's your homework. That's the only homework assignment I'm going to give you today on the podcast. But I want you to prepare for just one day in advance. And I just want you to see how smoothly your day goes. Okay, healthy habit number two. Wake up before your household or wake up a few minutes before you have to do anything, work, chore, or other people related. So this, you don't, you don't have to have a big family for this, um, for it to apply to you. This could be waking up before your toddler or your partner, waking up before your boyfriend, waking up before your roommate comes in and starts chatting in the morning. I started waking up just 10 to 15 minutes before Otis in the morning. And when the first part of my day allowed me to reflect or enjoy a cup of coffee in peace, <laughs> or organize my day so that it ran so much smoother. I knew exactly what my you know top three things I needed to tackle that day and everything else was extra, or it ran so much smoother and allowed me to handle and tackle the obstacles that did pop up with a little more calmness and certainty and clarity. I think a lot of the times when we think about morning routines or we think about getting up really early, we think we have to get up at like 4.30, 5 a.m. to have a productive morning, but you don't need to do that. A lot of the times I feel like if you just wake up 10, 15, 20 minutes earlier than what you would usually do before you know your one-year-old is getting up or whatever the case is, and you just take a second to reflect and plan for your morning or plan for your day, that's all you need. Over the years, 
I have obviously developed a more structured and intricate morning routine. But in the beginning, I just started with a couple minutes to meditate, to clear my head before everyone kind of got up and started being crazy in the house. And I built onto that. And so if you're wanting a morning routine, I think the very first step you have to do, if you wake up at eight, if you wake up at nine, okay, that's fine. Just get up at 7.45, get up at 8.45, get up at 8.40 instead. You do not have to get up at the crack of dawn to have a productive morning. And so I think that helps mentally knowing that you can have an amazing morning, a structured morning, and really set the tone to begin to build a great morning routine by just getting up a few minutes earlier and planning your day or having that moment of clarity. Okay, healthy habit number three, drink your mother second water, friends. That's it. That's the tweet. Healthy habit number four, journaling. Journaling has definitely been given this like woo-woo rep as of recently, but I personally think it's one of the smartest things you can do for yourself. Your anxiety, your emotions, your clarity. And you know what? A morning routine has definitely become more, I think, I personally think more mainstream um, over the last like year. Like if you get on YouTube, you will see a million my 6 a.m. productive morning routine, my healthy 7 a.m. morning routine. You'll see a bunch of those. And I don't think I per- I don't think um, that they were around a few years ago. And in the be- I'm not saying I'm some kind of pioneer, but in the beginning when I didn't see a lot of this, I just kind of started. I knew I needed to start somewhere and I knew that my mornings were where I had most energy, where I was kind of fired up, ready to go for the day. And I wanted to kind of capitalize and build onto that. So I started with meditating. And then the next thing I implemented was journaling. And again, guys, I think it's the smartest thing you can do for yourself, your anxiety, your emotions, your clarity. And listen, I personally don't journal pages and pages. My journal is lucky to get a full paragraph out of me on most days. But I always commit to just one sentence. And from there, a few more usually sprout. But I think journaling is an amazing transfer of energy. It's helping you get your thoughts and, again, your anxieties and worries and happy emotions and excitement out of your head and onto something tangible so that you can make sense of them, so you can dissect them or not, or so that you can just get them out of your head. For me, it's just about um, I'm a very anxious person. I actually have a general... um, anxiety disorder. And for me, journaling is just a way to kind of get those swirling thoughts and emotions and worries out of my head and onto something tangible. Again, to me, I treat it like a transfer of energy because once it's on the paper, I kind of don't worry about it anymore. And you don't need a fancy notebook or workbook to do it either. You can start with scrap sheets of paper and turn it into a practice. Then you can get a you know book. Then you can get a bigger notebook, whatever it is for you. Like Otis likes to journal in like the actual notebooks that you like buy at the beginning of the school year, like what you take notes in. Um, And I have this cute little small journal. So like whatever you like to do, you don't have to start fancy. You can literally start on a sticky note or, you know, printer paper, whatever feels good to you and just jot things down in the morning. I actually think that Otis's journaling routine is a lot more... Um, organized and intentional than mine. I kind of wake up and I might have like a business note on one side and then on the back I've got a date and I've got my journal entry. And Otis has a very smooth process and that works really well for him. But I know for me, I would probably not keep up with that. So with journaling, I think no practice looks the same. It's kind of whatever you want it to be. So if that's like, you know, three pages of your feelings and emotions, 
or if it's just like one sentence, I hope today is a good day. Like whatever you want it to be, it can be that. When you go into these habits thinking that you have to do them a certain way and then it doesn't mesh up, you just feel like it's not for you. And when in reality is you can make any of these things and habits yours. And we forget about that sometimes, making things yours. But I personally like to journal at the start of my day. And here is also where healthy habit number five, I set my intentions. I don't miss a single day where I am not crystal clear on how I am showing up. This one thing I am doing, whether I broke my leg that morning, (laughs) like whatever happens in my mornings, I'm still setting my intentions for the day. I'm getting clear on how I'm showing up for myself before anyone else can decide that for me. I'm getting clear on the day I am going to make for myself before I do a single thing. And when I tell you it's a game changer, baby, it's a game changer. I actually walk my clients through this in the academy, start to finish on how to set intentions that actually kind of move the needle in your life and that make you feel um, powerful and in control. From start to finish, A to Z, I do think there is a process to it. But simply put, you just decide how you're going to show up in the morning. Because after all, we're intentional AF here at Force of Habit. Can I get an amen? Thank you, church. But no, seriously, I think it's vital that before your boss drives you up a wall, your kids have you ready to sell them in a yard sale for half price, your boyfriend or your girlfriend starts to fight, that you've already decided how you're showing up your business, your clients, your friends, your family, your partners, but most importantly, for yourself, for your goals, your passions, and your emotions, and your peace of mind, for your clarity, for it all. So each morning, I write one word, and it's simply this, or two words, I can't count, obviously. I will blank. At the end of the day, in a world of craziness and chaos, only you can decide how you'll react handle, persevere. We don't always get to control the madness that is thrown our way during our day, but we do decide on if we're going to let it affect us. So get clear at the very start of your day. Healthy habit number six, expressing gratitude for the small things. There is something extraordinary about shifting your focus to the little things that add up to make a good day so that when the one bad thing happens, you understand just how much there is to be grateful for. We ignore the a hundred things that go our way. But when that one thing that doesn't, it can send us into a spiral. So try something new this week to vocally express gratitude for the small things or in your journal when you intention set too. Having enough milk for your bowl of cereal, your health today, the fact that you have food in the kitchen to prep, to eat, the fact that you can sit here with AirPods in your ear on your iPhone and listen to this podcast for the sunshine, for the rain, for your friend who texted you today, for your ability to be able to work out. Being positive or happy or excited for your life isn't something that just happens. We strategically have to align our energy and focus to celebrate the small things, the minute things, the big things, all of it. And also understand and recognize that the bad, the inconvenient is laying the way for something greater. And that's hard to do um, when we kind of let that one thing that doesn't go our way, that one bad thing or that big thing kind of engulf us in the day. 
So knowing and understanding that there's so much to be grateful for. And it doesn't have to be a billion dollars in the bank account. It doesn't have to be you're in the best shape of your life or everyone in your family is healthy. You can just be grateful for one friend that day, one coworker that checked on you, um, someone who said something really sweet on your Instagram that kind of motivated you and reaffirmed that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, like whatever it is. Okay, healthy habit number seven, stack your wins. I could go on for centuries about this, but when I shifted my focus from all or nothing to I'll kind of suck at first, but then it'll get better, (laughs) my life changed. Seriously, no more stops and starts and stops again. And this doesn't just have to be with your body goals. This can be entrepreneurship and your business or your job, your new job or a new hobby or, you know, being a parent for the first time, like whatever it is. Not that you should be stopping and starting being a parent, you know what I mean? This can be applied from your workouts, how often you're moving your body and the intensity to your meals and how often you're eating intentionally to creating new habits, new routines. Be okay with sucking a little bit. Be okay with being bad at something at first. Be okay with not being consistent as you want to be in the beginning. Stack your wins. Celebrate the two workout days, even when you scheduled five, because you can stack your wins to hit five. But you can't do that if you're constantly beating yourself up over the two. Stopping, starting over, and beating yourself up over the two again. This mindset is so valuable and important and it's so underestimated. I will say this a hundred times and a hundred times more. I will sit on top of the tallest building in the world and shout this from the rooftops again and again and again. But weight loss is mindset. It is. And if you don't have the mindset and the strategies to keep persevering on your journey when it gets hard, when it's not doing what you want to do, when your body is being stubborn or stalling or whatever it is, you are not going to get to the finish line or whatever that finish line looks for you or that first milestone. You have to have the mindset to get there regardless. You can have all the strategies in the world, but if you don't know how to adopt them and to make them stick and to change your mindset from lacking to abundance and having the bandwidth mentally each day to keep chugging along when things aren't going your way, you're just going to be stalling constantly for the rest of your life. And you're never going to get to a place where you feel good. You feel you're out of place with your body and your routine and your habits that feel good each day. It's just not going to happen. So stacking your wins is a mindset that is freaking so important, period, period, period. So that is all I've got today, guys. That wraps up this episode of Force of Habit. And I hope that it was so valuable for you. A lot of the times when we hear these habits, because I'm sure it's not the first time you've heard most of them. But sometimes it takes that one time to really hear it for it to resonate and for you to put it into action. Because you, again, guys, you can know all of this. I tell my clients this all the time. But common sense is not always common practice. You can know all of this stuff. But if you aren't implementing, if you aren't actually putting it into action, you just know it. And that doesn't mean shit (laughs) at all. So knowing that... To get to any goal, body goal, career goal, business goal, you have to just do. 
do when you don't want to do when it sucks do when you feel like you're not really good at it just keep doing because that is what moves us to our transformation that is what gets us to the finish line or that first milestone so I want to end today's episode with encouraging and pushing you guys just to do just do it I feel feel like that um Shia LaBeouf YouTube clip where he's like just do it just do it (laughs) I might put the audio clip in here but literally just do it knowing all this stuff is great but if you put it into action I promise you I know these habits will change your life just like they changed mine even if it's just a portion of your life So that's all I got today, friends. I hope this episode was valuable for you. And if it wasn't, if today's episode wasn't for you, don't worry, the next one will be. And again, I always want to close out here saying that if you love today's episode, hop in the reviews, give me a five-star rating if you feel like I deserve it, (laughs) and leave me a little feedback. I love, 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 love reading them. I love seeing what resonates with you, what episodes you like. So if you're feeling it, if you're having a good day, Hop in the reviews, leave me a review. And until then, I'll see you next week, boo.